This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. What's going on, Jeff Rieger? Another episode of the Daily Ticket. This one for a Wednesday, the 24th of 2024. And um, listen, I'm not one of these guys, I swear. I'm not one of these guys that likes to rub shit in people's faces. I don't. I don't. However, I understand Detroit is dealing with some snow. I understand my daughter did not have school today. That's the third time in a week. I'm telling you, when we were kids, people, we went to school. I'm just saying that. Anyway, I'm not one of these guys that said, hey, look at me. But I I did mention I was going to go on a golf trip, and I booked this like months ago. I didn't realize the Lions were going to be in the NFC title game. If you're watching this on YouTube, I I just, I mean, look at this. I'm about to go golfing. I'm sorry. I don't want to do this to you people, but here you go. Look at that little canal right there that's a pool oh that's right i'll stop now i'm sorry i should not have done that that was rather disrespectful but um i actually kind of wish i was in detroit though the buzz in the city and the state is electric you know what's funny there are so many lions fans representing everywhere It's interesting because for the longest time, nobody wore their Lions stuff because people were kind of embarrassed to be Lions fans because they were kind of an embarrassing organization, right? Now things are totally different. I was on a plane yesterday flying to Florida, and 99.9% of the people that walked down the aisle to go to their seats were wearing Lions gear like this. Here, there you go. That's right. 99% of the people. Wearing Lions gear. It was so cool to see Lions hats, Lions sweatshirts, Lions t-shirts. I even saw a guy with a Lions jersey on. Just your normal flying jersey. It was a Chris Spielman jersey. And then there was one dude that came walking down the aisle. And he was like dressed in Tampa Bay Bucks gear. This is on a Monday right after the game. I give him credit. He flew from Tampa to Detroit to watch the game. Goes home a loser. Not him as a person, but just his team lost. I did ask him. I'm like, hey, dude, like how many Tampa people flew down? And he's like, "Uh, not very many. Like maybe five or ten on my flight. So that was interesting. So the one Tampa fan amongst a flight of Lions fans. Here's what I feel it was, right? A lot of people in the winter live in Florida. So they decided, hey, dude, I lived in Detroit for such a long time. Lions are finally in a meaningful divisional playoff game at home. I'm going to fly back for the weekend. I'm going to go to the game. Then I'm going to fly back to Florida. I think that was our flight. But everybody wearing Lions gear. It was pretty awesome, to tell you the truth. It was awesome. I also wanted to hit on this before we get into a shocking revelation 
I also have Dan Campbell audio. He talked to our morning show, Stoney and Jansen. I want to play you some of what he said about some of the pressing issues as we head into the biggest game of our lives. Remember I said yesterday, last time the Lions were in an NFC title game, they were going to Washington. There was no chance in hell they won that game. I can't remember what the spread was, but I kind of feel it was double digits. Now, the nation is not giving the Lions a chance. If you look at the odds, the Lions have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl. They're plus 700. If you look at the defenses, people like to point this out. The top one, two, and three scoring defenses are left in the playoffs. That is, in order, Baltimore, Kansas City, and San Francisco. The Lions are 23rd. One of these things doesn't look like the others. The Lions have the 23rd worst scoring defense, and they're going up against three teams, potentially, that have the top three best. That's pretty impressive, the fact that the Lions are here to begin with, right? So a lot of people not giving Detroit a chance. And I understand that until they go to San Francisco and win the football game. Like tomorrow, I have reasons. I have reasons why the Lions win this football game. We'll get to that tomorrow. But if you want to go to the game, have you looked into how expensive it would be? So I heard that the Lions are having a watch party. They announced it on Monday. It sold out in 24 hours. That's how rabid these fans are. Now, I got to be honest. I don't know if I'd rather watch the game at home or a watch party. At home, own bathroom, own food. Go to bed whenever you want. Turn it off if it gets bad. At a watch party, however, you're with like, 60,000 of your closest friends. That atmosphere is going to be fucking awesome, right? So I think both options are pretty good. But have you thought about option number three, the cost to go to the game? I know a lot of people, a lot of people are making their way down to San Francisco. I got a brother that lives in San Francisco. He just bought a ducat for 600 bucks. He's excited. He's a Lions fan. So I decided to look it up. How much would it cost? Because let's be honest, if the game was here, like it was almost here at Ford Field, that would have been through the roof. Tickets would have been like $3,000. Just for the NFC divisional round against the Bucks. it was right around $1,100 average ticket price to get into the stadium. For the NFC title game, it would have been awesome for it to be there, but it would have been so fucking expensive. So what's it going to cost you to go to San Francisco? I looked it up. The cheapest ticket currently that I found to get into the stadium in Santa Clara, $673. If you want to hop on a flight and fly round trip to San Francisco, we're talking leaving Sunday, coming back on Monday. So you only really need one hotel room. Maybe none if you don't go to sleep. $700 round trip. And let's say you get one night in a hotel. 300 bucks, probably. You could probably find cheaper. I mean, the San Francisco Bay Area, Santa Clara area are pretty big. But you're talking about one person, about 1,500 bucks. 1,500 bucks to witness something you've never witnessed before. You take somebody with you, you're talking about three grand. I do not spend people's money. I don't. It's not my place. But $3,000, you and somebody really close to you, 
flying to San Francisco to watch the Lions in the NFC title game, a game they can win, by the way. Whew. Talk about memories. It might be worth it. Again, I don't have 3000 bucks just laying around. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to watch the game at home on my beautiful TV, and I'm going to be happy. But there's a lot of people that want to go to the game, and that's kind of what you're looking at. And it still might be cheaper than going to the game at Force Field, as crazy as that sounds. So there's that. I also wanted to give you what I found to be a rather shocking revelation. Now, I'm going to give this to you, and then you're going to tell me, Rieger, you're a fucking dumbass. Duh. But let me give this to you regardless, okay? So I grew up a Lions fan. You probably grew up a Lions fan if you're watching this. If you're from Detroit, we've always hoped that the Lions would do stuff like this. Over the course of your lives, and it's worse for older people, but if you're in your 40s like me, if you're in your 50s, if you're in your 60s, at some point in your life, you did realize the Lions would never be in this position. Like, technically, realistically, of course it could happen. But I think we all started to believe over the course of time, everybody's different, one life-shattering moment after the other, if you're a Lions fan, one ugly, torturous loss or another, at some point you did start to believe this shit is not for us. It just isn't. We are not meant to go to these big games as Lions fans. And I think you just continue to think like that. And whether you admit it or not in public, I think a lot of Lions fans, if you're in your 30s and maybe older, always have thought Super Bowl would be nice, but it's not going to happen. Like, we'll be dead, unfortunately. Like, we hope that our children get to see it. Well, now here we are, 60 minutes away. So when I was walking through the locker room on Sunday after the game, this was shocking to me. All the players, and they're all in their 20s, early 30s, they kind of acted like it was just a normal win. Like whether they couldn't grasp the magnitude that they were witnessing maybe early, or maybe it was just another win on the road to the bigger prize, which is a Super Bowl championship, correct? Like for you and me and everybody else in Detroit going insane and bonkers, it's because we've never been here before. Or when you've been here before, you knew they would lose to the Redskins 30 years ago. Now, you got a legitimate chance for the first time in our lives to do something that you never thought you could ever do. But every player in there, it's just status quo. It's just normal. It's just them going through their job and their day. And this is why I tell you, maybe you've realized this before I did, but they're not brainwashed like we are. Like Dan Campbell talks about Super Bowl freely, which kind of freaks me out because every time I hear a head coach talk about a Super Bowl, I say to myself, don't jinx it, don't jinx it. Like I'm not a superstitious cat. I'm really not, except for when it comes to the lions and all the curses and all the horror we've been through, correct? But talking to these players, Panay Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, Brian Branch, Derek Barnes, all they do is talk about this, Amon Ross St. Brown, like it's normal. Like, yeah, 
Cool. Yeah. We're 120 minutes away from winning it all. And I just thought that was rather shocking. It's kind of a shock to the system. They are not as mentally screwed being a Lions fan as we are. And that really gives me some hope. Now, whether this was a revelation or not, you can decide that. I don't care. Maybe you've turned off the podcast because you think it's too stupid. But it was eye-opening. It really was. It really was. And I should know this, and you're told this. Like, these teams don't live the sins of teams past. Aiden Hutchinson and Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, they're not responsible for all the heartbreak that we've experienced. But experiencing it all, you start to just say, the whole organization feels the same way that we do. And they don't. And it's wild. And it could happen. And I'm still floored. And I can't stop thinking about it. And neither can you. I'm in Florida here to play golf. And at least once every 10 minutes, I think about the Lions. You know what's weird? They say guys, but guys spend like 90% of their day thinking about sex. I think that's been replaced for this week. They're not thinking about the Lions. You think like food, bills, sex, right? Most of your life. Maybe there's 5% in there for like Netflix or video games or playing some golf or the stuff you like to do. But it's food, sex, life, right? But I think that's replaced. I think the sex part's been replaced by it's now food, bills, and Lions. So that's my shocking revelation. They don't think like we think. They're not as mentally screwed as we are when you talk about being a fan of this organization. I wanted to throw that out there for you. All right, so Dan Campbell goes on the morning show, and we hope he will continue to because that means the Lions will have beat the Niners. But Dan Campbell goes on the morning show, and he talks to Stoney and Jansen about various things, the news and notes of this Lions football team. And I got three clips that I wanted to play for you. We'll read some comments, and then I'm going to go hit the links, okay? And again, I apologize that you're stuck in this shit weather. I'm not one of these guys to rub it in your face, I swear. But as you know, the Lions made a pickup. They went out, and they got Zach Ertz. Brock Wright, the fine tight end. He's a backup. Had a big play in that game on Sunday. 29-yard reception that kept the drive alive. But Brock Wright is injured. So that means... The Lions went out, and they picked up Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, of course, won a Super Bowl. Zach Ertz, in his day, was one of the better tight ends in the NFL. So what is Dan Campbell expecting from Zach Ertz? Here's what he told Stoney and Jansen. Take a listen. Well, we'll, we'll see. Look, we, here's what we do know. He's, he's played a lot of football, and uh, there's things that he does well. And it's just a matter of we, we wanted to get him here to see if it's something – that we can use in this game, you know, um, you know, do we carry these three tight ends? He being one of them, um, or, or not. I mean, there's no guarantee that he goes right now. It's just a matter of, as we start to really look at San Francisco, what do we think our best matchups are? And can we use him? Does the fact that he won a Super Bowl does that even factor into anything at all? The experience, if you do advance, uh, no, I, not, that's not, I don't think that's something that was the first thing we thought of. Um, but now, look, he's 
being in playoff games, being in big environments, you know, that that never hurts. But no, it's it's more about the fact he's he's played really good football for a long time, and uh, there's things he does well. Well, we'll. All right, so that's Dan Campbell talking about Zach Ertz. You heard Stoney ask him, does the fact that he won a Super Bowl, is that the reason you brought him on this practice squad? And Dan Campbell said no. Like, I don't know if I expect Zach Ertz to play in the NFC title game. It might be more of a thing if you happen to win that game against San Francisco. You have Zach Ertz to play in the Super Bowl. couple weeks to get acclimated into the offensive scheme practice. I'm not saying he's out of shape. I have no idea, but a couple weeks of practice isn't going to hurt anybody, probably get you ready. But that's a nice pickup. That's a hell of a job by the Lions. They go out and they get a guy. They get a guy that at one point was one of the better tight ends in all of football. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when the Rams went out and they had some trouble with their safeties? So they went out and signed Eric Weddle. He was retired at the time. He came back to play for Los Angeles and ended up winning a Super Bowl. Played four games. They had an injury. Weddle comes in, and he was rather effective for them. So this, to me, sounds like that. And kudos to the Lions because Zach Ertz could potentially help this team if he gets up to par. Also, Dan Campbell. Stoney pointed out that he said a weird comment. With as good as this home field is, and this home field advantage is unbelievable. I mean, it is getting credit from the nation. Everybody's talking about this home field, how loud Lions fans are, how insane the environment is at Ford Field. But Dan Campbell said something to the extent of, it will be good to get out on the road. So why would the head coach of the Lions say that? He wants to go away from Ford Field? That can't be right. So Stoney asked for some clarification. Here's what Dan Campbell had to say. Well, the only reason I brought that up, of course I would love another home yeah, game. Who wouldn't? Yes. That, 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 our fans helped us win those two games. That's the bottom line. It, the only way you get home field advantage is if you have a different environment, and we do. We're one of the very few rare teams that do. Um, but what I'm saying is it would be good to get a step back away from our crowd because – knowing what the Super Bowl will be such a letdown after being a Ford Field for two weeks. So this will be good. This will prep us after that. Well, the only reason I brought that up, of course. All right, so that's Dan Campbell. It does make sense. I mean, it might be a letdown after going from insane crowd to insane crowd to insane crowd. Then you get a week off, and then you go to kind of a neutral site in Las Vegas where the crowd isn't going to be as loud. Nobody's going to be going as insane. It's kind of a corporate event. So Campbell wanted to get his guys used to the environment away from Ford Field. Here's the deal. If you can beat the Niners in San Francisco, then you can win a Super Bowl. Obviously. I'd rather play the Chiefs than the Ravens. The Ravens scare the shit out of me. That game against Kansas City is going to be unreal. We'll know before the Niners game even kicks off. But if the Chiefs, who have the second-best scoring defense in all of football, can find a way, and I think they can, to beat the Ravens. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is outstanding. Travis Kelsey might end up retiring. This could be his last go of things. If they could beat the Ravens, Lions, Chiefs, season started on a Thursday night with it. It could end in Super Bowl with it. 
That's what I'm rooting for. All right, one more Dan Campbell. We've talked so much about Jared Goff. You know, the Jared Goff defenders, the Jared Goff deniers, where are you on Jared Goff? He's been outstanding in this postseason. If he gets protected, he will torch you. I think we know this stuff already about Goff, but there's a lot of people that just continue to move the goalpost. Well, you know what? I'll like Goff if he does this. Okay, he did this, but I'll like Goff if he does this too. Dan Campbell spoke about those type of Lions fans. Take a listen. Well, this is the, no, I know where you're going, but it's the, all right, hey, look, if Jared Goff wins a wild card game, all right, I'm buying in. Okay, great, right. great. That was a good win. Now, if he wins the divisional, I'm all in. All right, great. Now, if he wins the NFC Championship game, if he really does that, then I'll definitely be all in. Um, <laughs> but I, here's what I'd say. These first two weeks, being with him, being around him, um, if anything, the intensity and his urgency has gone up, and it was at a high level during the season, you know, so – that to me is, it's not something, you're worried about his nerves, you're worried about, man, is it going to be too much? I thought he's handled everything really well, and I said this before, he's very process-oriented, and it's about his structure, man, and it's about uh, detail, discipline, it's about, um, this is how we're doing things every day of the week, we got our base, we got our third down, we got a red zone, this is what I need to look out for, and look, we loaded him up last week. We put a lot on his plate for that Tampa game because of all they do on defense. And, man, he handled it beautifully. So he's in a great place. He's exactly where you would want your your leader, your captain, your team on offense to be at. And, um, and I would not anticipate anything different uh, this week. So there you go. Dan Campbell on Jared Goff doesn't anticipate anything different this week. I would agree with him. Find a way to protect that man, and he's going to shred you. Good, good. I'm going to go play some golf. But before I do, how about a couple comments to yesterday's podcast? 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl, people. Yesterday, we talked about what you might have missed and how Baker Mayfield is classier than Matthew Stafford and how Todd Bowles mismanaged the end of the game. Here's what people are saying. Let's read a couple of these, then we'll send you on your way. Austin Bros, we know Austin, says the following. I know Jeff was going nuts at the game yesterday. What a run. Jared Goff definitely getting paid now, no question. I would agree with Austin. But then Thomas Bales, 8203, replied to Austin. And he said, Rieger is a funny dude. Now, I don't think he means this nicely. He says, Rieger is a funny dude. He's been saying for two years that he did not want to pay Goff $50 million a year. Now he's changed his mind. He's very emotional. Let's hope this doesn't happen. But if Goff sucks next week, Rieger will change his mind again. I won't. Jared Goff's your quarterback. If he has a dud in the NFC title game, oh, it's going to suck. But I'm not going to change my mind. You got to pay him, and they will pay him. The only question now is what's the term and what's the cost annually? I don't want to give the guy $50 million, but I don't want to give anybody $50 because you have so many stars on this team that you have to re-sign. But he's going to get paid. He deserves to get paid. He's been lights out in the playoffs, and I have no problem admitting that I was wrong about Jared Goff. You want to know why? Because I'm wrong a lot. I think we all are. I just happen to admit when I am, and maybe it happens quite often. A couple more. Zip Zion 16. Keep up the good work, Jeff. Go Lions. Oh, that's very nice. How about this one? Grease Monkey, 7224. 
You tell no lies. Something I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. A co-worker and I were talking towards the end of last season. Both said this Lions team hits different. Let's see what they do next year. I bet it's improved. But I never imagined we'd be playing for a conference championship and starting or staring rather a Super Bowl in the face. This is amazing. 33 years of watching the Lions and this isn't a team. It's a family. It's dynasty. One pride. I like that. That's, that's, that's good. How about this? I got something wrong last podcast. Thomas Bales, 8203, great game summary, Rieger. But it was the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, who scored on that amazing Craig Reynolds block, not Shamo. Yeah, I screwed that up. And then one more for you. Rick Caduccio, 615. Jeff, you're going to Florida to play golf? I hope your bag doesn't have a Lions logo on it. There you go. It doesn't, by the way. So that's the daily ticket, people. What a time to be alive and what a time to be a Detroiter. I'm going to go hit the links. I hope everybody has a fantastic day. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. We'll break down Lions and Niners, why the Lions have a chance. And I'm sure somebody's going to say something that we got to talk about as well in the next 24 hours or so. So we'll do that. Enjoy your day, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. See ya.